The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, the recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia. From the VPM Newsroom in Charlottesville, I'm Megan Moore. Since the most recent conflict between Hamas and Israel began, Virginia Senator Mark Warner has said the U.S. must support the Jewish state. VPM News Editor Dave Cantor has more. Warner, who chairs the Senate Select Committee on Intelligence, spoke to media earlier this week calling U.S. support for Israel essential while condemning attacks orchestrated by Hamas. The Israeli government says it's at war with the militant group and aims to cut off supplies like food, water, and fuel to the Gaza Strip, where about two million people live. I can understand the Israeli leadership desire to eradicate that Hamas leadership and activity. I also understand that One of the challenges that the Israeli intelligence and our intelligence has as well is to make sure and to do all we can to make sure that this violence doesn't extend to the West Bank. Warner said the U.S. doesn't know the exact number of Americans being held hostage by Hamas, but he says five to ten Virginians have contacted his office seeking help with leaving Israel. Dave Cantor, VPM News. Richmond's Office of Elections has announced a change to the recent decision to relocate two polling locations. According to a city press release, Clark Springs Elementary School and Bushell Middle School were originally deemed unsafe for older poll workers and immunocompromised workers. A recent air quality test conducted by Richmond Public Schools shows that the two schools are in fact safe for being inside for long periods of time. The two schools are now open for early voting ahead of the general election. Hanover County School Board discussed its policies on school libraries and student restrooms during their recent meeting on Tuesday night. VPM News reporter Lyndon German has more. The Library Materials Committee is responsible for recommending whether a book remains in circulation or is removed from it across the school system. The committee was created earlier this year upon the school board's adoption of a policy that makes removing books from school libraries easier. Michael Burdan, a parent from the Beaverdam District, said the policy needs to be revisited. We trust our students in the hands of our teachers and We look for the school board to trust them the same. The school board also reviewed its student restroom policy to determine its compliance with the VDOE's model policies. It's a standard practice for the school division, according to school board chair Bob May. When the legislature and the governor signs a bill into law, we review the law, and then whoever the appropriate staff is make recommendations of policy changes that we might have to make. The student restroom policy will be brought back to the board for adoption this November. Lyndon German, VPM News. Earlier this week, Richmond's Topgolf had an interesting visitor swoop in. An osprey stuck to a net surrounding the driving range. The bird had attempted to climb the net around the range and appeared to be tired once Richmond Wildlife Center officials were called in to safely help remove it. WRIC reports that the osprey was able to fly away safely after being herded towards the net's edge while Topgolf closed during the two-hour ordeal. How much recycling actually gets recycled and where does the rest go? That question was posed by a listener as part of the VPM News Curious Commonwealth segment. Reporter Ian Stewart set out to find the answer. 
My son Emmett dumps our recyclables into our big blue bin and drags it down to the curb in our Chesterfield neighborhood. I'd like to think that everything in the can gets recycled, but like listener George Walker, who submitted the question, I'm not too sure. The same idea occurred to journalist Oliver Franklin Wallace. You know, you put something in the trash can and it kind of disappears like a magic trick. Franklin Wallace published a book this summer called Wasteland, the dirty truth about what we throw away, where it goes, and why it matters. This book prompted Walker's question. He says people have started to think more about where their products come from, but don't spend much time considering where they end up. The result of that over the last couple of decades is, well, we have an ocean full of plastic and sewage in our rivers and various kind of ecological crises going on. You throw away you know, a plastic bottle and you know it could end up thousands of miles across the ocean in a ditch somewhere in Southeast Asia. We do have trucks running all over. Tidewater Fiber Corporation, better known as TFC, is one of the largest recycling companies in Virginia, serving about 600,000 homes. Vice President Matt Terrell says this warehouse in Chester gets about 85 trucks per day, dumping about 200 tons of material to be recycled. But not everything here can be recycled. As crazy as it may sound, we see about 300 bowling balls a year here at this facility. We're at a spot called the tipping floor. That's where trucks come in and dump their loads. Then everything is separated into piles. Cardboard here, plastic and glass over there. Terrell says if they see any obvious non-recyclables like furniture or bowling balls, it gets pulled. After that, the piles move to conveyor belts where workers sift through them by hand. Out go the plastic bags, which get stuck in the machines, and the food-stained cardboard, which recyclers won't buy. Typically, between 82 and 85 percent of everything that's brought to us is recycled. As for that other 15 percent, it will probably go to the landfill. It uh, does not have a, an opportunity to, uh, based on size or makeup of the material itself, brought back into a marketplace for the reuse. The keywords there are marketplace for reuse. Cardboard and aluminum can be recycled and resold endlessly. However, plastics are a different story. Many of the plastics you find in your home can be recycled. Those have one and two numbers inside the recycling symbol, says Kim Hines. She's the executive director for Central Virginia Waste Management Authority. The government service coordinates curbside recycling collection for eight localities around the region. However, there's a whole bunch of other plastics out there, the numbers beyond one and two, that can't be recycled. Hein says maybe there should be a uniform standard to recycle plastic. Hopefully they'll get away from the numbers because that's confusing. She says the numbers can trick people into believing all materials can be recycled, but guidelines vary between local recyclers, so the program in our region may differ from the one in northern Virginia. Author Franklin Wallace again. There's so many different materials, like how much can you really expect people to understand the little differences between types of plastic? Some states are trying to solve the problem. There's a nationwide push to make companies take responsibility for their products from start to finish, which means requiring them to pay for some of the recycling on the back end. Four states have passed EPR bills, according to the Charlottesville-based group Sustainable Packaging Coalition. Virginia isn't one of them. Franklin Wallace says there needs to be more transparency about the entire world of recycling. We need legislators and lawmakers and the industry to kind of be honest and upfront about how much recycling is actually happening. That will be the first step, he says, toward making sure everything that can be recycled is. Ian Stewart, VPM News. In an earlier broadcast of this story, VPM News misstated the number of states that have passed EPR bills. Eight bills, quote, technically passed the legislature and were signed by their respective governors, according to the Sustainable Packaging Coalition, but only four have passed with their EPR language intact. This has been the VPM Daily Newscast. 
Some of these stories may have changed since the newscast was recorded. You can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MyVPM. VPM. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.